Welcome to another episode of Believing God's Promises, where we don't just read the word, but believe what it says. Tell you about identity because I'm just going to briefly speak on this tonight. I wanted to tell you my heart and where this all started, where this book started, because I think that's so important. So, about four or five years ago, my husband and I were doing a life group, and it was more of like a discipleship group where we wanted to help grow leaders. Sanctuary, this church, sanctuary where we went, um, we were in that transition. Have you ever noticed in church how it'll like transition from there's a bunch of people and leaders and all that, and then you'll go through kind of a dry season? We were like in that dry season and we wanted to raise up leaders. And so we started this group to do so. And in this group, we go through Bible studies and I, I love teaching. This is, that's my heart is to preach. And so I would write these sermons and people would listen to them amazingly enough. And so we would go into our little group on Friday nights and I would preach a little sermon and then I would make questions for them and they would answer the questions and we'd discuss them, right? And so we did this several times and it was going really well. And we had a lot of people coming in and out of the group and growing. And I just really wanted to do something different. So I decided to do a whole series on our calling. And I was like, man, I just love watching people step out and do what God is calling them to do. So let's do a series on this, right? And so I did this series on it and we went through strength finders, went through spiritual gifts. We went through some of those things just to really give us a better idea. And I'm not about putting people in a box, but give us an idea of, of which way God is calling us, right? You know, show us some of the things. It was this great series, but in it, what I realized is people didn't know their identity in Christ. And so what was happening is they were talking about their calling like it was who they were. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't good. And so throughout this series, I know I picked up on it more and more. And I was like, I go home and I would pray. And I was like, Lord, what are we going to do about this? Like, we got to do something. He's like, teach them, Carrie. I was like, oh, that's a great idea, Lord. I'm going to teach them. <laughs> I forget. I'm leading a class, right? So I can be I'm leading a group. And so I was like, all right. So I went back to the group. We finished that series up. We did our potluck, as we did every, every time. We, yes, it was so great. <laughs> I love the potlucks. And we'd have these big potlucks. We'd have, oh, man, the days of the life groups were so much fun because we would have these parties out at the park and just oh, food. And, oh, it was so much fun. So anyway, so we had our potluck. And then that next, like, series that we did, I was like, guys, we're going to learn about our identity. And so I began to write, like I did the other things, the sermons, and then the questions. And as we were going through the group, people were like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is really good. You should publish this. And I was like, publish it. It's a, it's a thing for a life group. Like, why would I publish it? And I did more and more. And some of these chapters, because this is where it started, guys, was it was just me and a life group writing things to help some people, right? But God does things when we're obedient. And so I began to write it, and, and, and I noticed that it wasn't an eight-week study. We're going to get it done in eight weeks, but I want to encourage you to go back and, and look over this. You, you're never going to fully walk in your full identity in Christ if you just do it once and just walk away, right? We have to constantly study, constantly stand on the truth of the Word of God, constantly do what God is calling us to do. And so anyway, so as we were going through this, people were like telling me about bondages. I met with this one lady and she, at a coffee shop and she cried for three hours because she didn't know that she was forgiven. She didn't understand, forget. And I was like, God, like people need to know this. He's like, publish it, Carrie. I was like, that's a great idea, God. Let's publish it. And so then I, I sent it to this lady and I, I actually went through three publishers. Like it was insane. And the final, final lady that, not because I'm mean, 
just to clarify. <laughs> one guy moved away, one guy, something else happened, and then this one lady, she did most of it, but then she, unfortunately she got cancer and she couldn't really finish. And so anyway, when she was going through it, she called me up crying and she was like, Carrie, this book, like, I don't even know. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, this is, this is good. God, in the, this is not about me. This is not about me. I want you to understand that. This is not about me. This is about what God wants to do in your life. And so then at that point, I was like, Lord, what are we going to do with this? Like, I want to do more with this. And, and the head pastor here at Sanctuary, Eric, he came to me and he was like, hey, we should do this in the church. And so our church went through it. And I began to hear testimony after testimony. And I was like, people need to know who they are in Christ. There is like such an identity crisis out there and people just don't understand it. There's so many false teachings out there of who we are in Christ and people are literally what happens when God calls us out. We step out and what happens? Opposition, right? We get opposition. Something comes against us. The enemy doesn't want you to do what God is calling you to do, period. Even if that's just going and loving someone at the grocery store, he's going to do everything he can do to try to stop you from stepping out. And if you do not, if you do not know who you are in Christ, then guess what? You're going to stop. You're going to step out and you're most likely going to crumble because you're not firmly, you're not firm in your foundation in Christ, right? If you're all about yourself, if you're all about what you do and what you think, and it's all about you, I guarantee you, you're going to step out and you're going to crumble. And that's not to be discouraging. I don't want to discourage you guys, but I want to show you how important it is that we understand who we are in Christ, right? It's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about what Jesus has done for us. And so I saw what God was doing in this, and I knew that it needed to be out more. I knew that this was going to be something. And and honestly, to be honest, in the beginning, everybody, Eric, Dr. E, the, the head pastor at Sanctuary, he calls me the identity guru. And I actually hated it for a while because I was like, I don't want to be known just as that. I like to preach on everything, right? But then I began to realize like how important it is. We really can't move forward in anything until we grasp this. And I'm pointing to the book. Until we understand who we are in Christ, we really can't move forward. Because I will tell you, I had a vision 16 years ago of me preaching in front of thousands of people. And I tried to do things right away and it just didn't work. I didn't even know the word of God. It was pretty sad. <laughs> but ever since then, every time I've stepped out, the enemy has brought opposition. And, and if I am not grounded in who I am, then I begin to crumble and I begin to doubt. And, there, and I'm not going to lie and say, oh, yes, every time I was just, I'm a child of God and I am holy and I'm this and I'm that in Christ, right? I, I wasn't like that every time. Sometimes I did step out and I would question. I'd be like, what am I even doing? Am I even qualified for this? Am I even worthy for this? And, and I had to go back to that identity. I had to go back to it and say, yes, I am because God says I am. It's not about me. So what is our identity in Christ. I want to talk just for a minute about what our identity in Christ is. So the instant, 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 instantaneously, when we say yes to Jesus, when we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead in that instant and I'm going to say that over and over, instant, 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 get it in your head, instant, instantaneously, we are a new creation in Christ, instantaneously, not five minutes, not five years, not five decades later, instantaneously, 
when we say yes. Instantaneously. Are you guys getting that? Instantaneously. I want you to get that. If you hear one word tonight when you're going to bed, say instantaneously, instantaneously. Oh man, there was that Texan accent. That hasn't come out in a while. Dang. I've been here a long time. But anyway, okay. Instantaneously. The second we say yes to Jesus, we are a new creation in Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. What is Paul saying here? He's saying that instantaneously when he said yes to Jesus. See, Paul was really messed up. He was a really bad guy. He persecuted and killed Christians. His name was Saul before. We're talking about the Apostle Paul. He was once Saul. He became the Apostle Paul. He was a bad guy. He hated Christians. He persecuted them. He, he went after them. And, and on his way to get some more Christians to take them back to Jerusalem to persecute them and probably kill them, Jesus met him. Jesus met him on a road, on the road to Damascus. And he said, Paul, <laughs> you're persecuting me. And Paul had a, he had a decision to make in that moment, right? Whenever he faced Jesus, he had a decision, as we all do, right? We have a decision in our life. We, God will not make us follow him. He is a good God. He's a loving God. I'm not going to make my kids hang out with me all the time. As they get older, I give them a choice. Maybe not when they're younger, but as they get older, I'm not going to force them to hang out with me. What kind of parent would I be? Garrett, you're not quite old enough yet, buddy. <laughs> no, but you see what I'm saying? God is the same way and he's not going to force us. And so he gave Paul, he gave Saul a, a, a chance to follow him. He said, hey, what, what are you going to do? And after a series of events, if you want to read about the story, it's an accident. It's an amazing story. Paul was so crucial to the early church and he did so much. And there's... Uh, that's why I call him my boy, Bible boyfriend, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, seriously, you should read about his story. I don't have time to go into it. But he was a bad dude. But in that moment, when he said yes to Jesus, all of that died. All of that. All of that died. And, and I think sometimes we think, oh, yeah, that, that's great for Paul. Or that's great for this person. But see, I'm different. Because all of my stuff didn't die. All of my stuff was too big. All of my stuff was too much. God can't, no, you know, he could probably pay for some of it, but not all of it. But I'm here to tell you that all of it dies. Your old self completely dies. You are dead with Christ. But then 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. It died. The new is here. Now, why did the old have to die? Why couldn't we just be like made over? Why couldn't we just have like a makeover? Why couldn't we just have like new clothes or maybe some new shoes, maybe some new hair? Why does it have to be so graphic in that that old person died? Because listen to this. My old self had to die because I was that bad. I was a liar. I was a hypocrite. I have no shame in telling my story because I was so bad that I see so much grace in my own life of what God has done for me. And it's so amazing to me. I used to hate my story. I used to hate the fact that I got pregnant before I was, um, I was married and I shamed my family's name. That's what the church told me. I, I was the first one in, in youth group to go to, to rehab. Like I was a liar. I treated people horrible. I literally led groups of people down a very dark road. And I am not proud of that. And there are people that died because they followed me. And that is something I had to go to God with. But guess what? Whenever I said yes to Jesus, that died. 
Why did it die? It had to die because that Carrie couldn't do it. That Carrie couldn't, no matter how hard she tried, no matter what she did, she could not, she would not ever be able to pay for the sins that she has committed. She would not be able to be good. She would not be able to be holy. She would not be able to be righteous. She was not enough. And so she had to die. But guess what? Jesus rose again. So it's not just about the death, right? Our old self dies, but then three days later, Jesus rose. And so we, whenever we, we say yes to Jesus, Jesus, when we say yes to Jesus, man, we're getting, we're getting old school up in here. <laughs> when we say yes to Jesus in that instant, we're that new creation. And now everything that I am, it's not about me. It's not about what I've done because I had to die. Remember, I couldn't do it. I wasn't enough. I should have a cross right here. <laughs> There's a tree. That's good enough. <laughs> I had to die. I wasn't enough. And, but now it's not about Carrie anymore. It's only about Jesus. So our new identity in Christ is not about us. It's only about him. Now I am righteous. I am holy. I am redeemed. I am an heir to the throne. I am the head and not tell. I am qualified. I am all of these things, but I am only these things in Christ. If you leave the in Christ out, you're saying it's in you. And if it's in you, you're making yourself God. It's not about you. It's not about us. Remember, Carrie had to die. 